I'm Shannon. And I'm Jimmy. And we're the Macklerats. We're in our 19th year of marriage, and while we certainly don't know it all, we're still learning. There's a few things we figured out along the way. This podcast is all about helping families go further. Each week, we're going to focus on four ideas centered around one important topic. These ideas have helped us improve, and we want to share them with you. Welcome to Figuring Our Four. Today's topic is all about church. Yes, Sunday fun day. Is Sunday really your fun day? Uh, Yeah, yeah, most of the time. Okay, It's a work day, though. (laughs) As a preacher, it's a work day. Okay, but specifically, we're going to talk about how to connect within a church. And we'll explain why that's important in just a moment. Yeah, and this is such an interesting topic for us because I grew up as a pastor's son. My dad serves uh, still as a Methodist minister in the South Georgia Conference. And we have moved all over the state. In fact, by the time we were married and I was 22, I had moved about nine times. So that's an average of about two and a half years per location. Um, so we served many different churches. We got to know a lot of different people. And everywhere we went, the church loved on us, and we loved them, and we always had a good time. In fact, i got a story. Can I share it? What do you think? Is that okay? Yes, I know this story. You know this story? <laughs> You've heard this one a lot. <laughs> I know all your stories. One of my favorites, though, but when I was little, one of my dad's favorite snacks was licorice, and he always had some on them, and he'd always ask me if I wanted some. I was like, no, gross. I hated licorice. Still do. I think it's the nastiest snack, period. Anyway, I was riding in the car with some church members um, to Sunday lunch, and I was like eight at the time, and my friend's dad was driving, and he looked at me, and he says, Jimmy, do you want some? And he held up a bag of licorice, and I looked at him, I was a little little kid, right? And I said, no, sir, I don't like it, but my dad loves liquor. I said, oh, stop with the fake laugh. <laughs> That's not funny. It is a funny story, though. People that are listening to this are laughing, laughing right now they because are. they think it's funny that an eight-year-old told a church member. I laughed the first time I heard it. That, which, how many times do you think you've heard it? A lot. A lot. Like a lot maybe 30? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I mispronounced it. I said liquor. So within a few hours, the whole church was joking about how much the preacher loved liquor. Still a story they share today. Good times. Yes. (laughs) Good times. So anyway, grew up in the church. Love the church. Still do love the church. So for me, my story is a little bit different. Um, I wouldn't say that I necessarily grew up in the church. Um, We had a small country Baptist church that we went to. We didn't necessarily go there consistently, but that was definitely what I would consider my church home growing up. Um, But definitely as a kid, it was very difficult to connect in this small country Baptist church because primarily the congregation was made up of older, gray-haired people. So, you know, it was a a little bit difficult growing up necessarily to feel like there's a lot of great things about small country Baptist churches and people people love them, but for for you growing up in teenage years, that was hard. You know, being plugged in every Sunday, it can be a little bit difficult to connect on that way. Um, But Jimmy moved to our town. His dad um, began preaching at our church. It's kind of like Footloose. I came in, started dancing, started dancing. Like, everybody just, yeah, it was like a big... I don't big, know that it was like Footloose yeah, at all, but... Yeah, a little bit like Footloose. No. Yeah, in my mind it is. Is it? Okay, yeah. great. Okay. Well, <laughs> Sorry, I just Minus the cowboy yours. hat and boots. And, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, anyway. But regardless, 
his dad came in as a as the Methodist preacher in my hometown. He moved to senior year, and so we started dating. Um, his dad actually baptized me my yeah, senior that was cool. year. Your senior year. Um, and mm-hmm. so my family really started getting really involved in the Methodist church there in my hometown. And that was a great, I think, um, just a great experience for my family, just my immediate family, and for us uh, eventually as a married couple, um, just to really find a church that we can connect with um, and really get involved with. And then for my family, it's been really neat to see because my sister and her husband have even kind of taken a leadership role in that church now, yeah. um, have led Bible studies, college ministries. and Started helped, a service. Yeah, helped start a service. Mm-hmm. So that's been really cool. My parents just seeing their um, involvement there as well. Um, that's been such a blessing to yeah, me. Yeah, and again. we just got back from baptizing um, my, my niece little niece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was awesome. Cool. Um, so anyway, that's kind of my story and. Yeah, and fast forward to today. Fast forward to today, and... We're actively involved in our church, and we love it. Um, We had the opportunity to start The Ridge in Columbus, and it's just going great. And one of the things we love about our church, and one of the things we're passionate about, is helping families connect. Um, This is the really... This is kind of the first church we've been a part of in a long time, where our whole family can come and enjoy the experience together. In fact, one of my goals as a pastor is to try to present a message on Sunday mornings where everyone in the family, all the way from the grandparents down to the children, if the children actually come into worship service, like they could all go to lunch and they can all sit around a table and everybody can try to talk about the message because I don't know, like growing up sometimes I was coloring on paper and you know not paying attention. So anyway, we really kind of cater to the family um, in our church. And truth be told, it's one of the reasons we started the church is because we know that there's a lot of families that are just desperate to connect. Um, and speaking of that really quick, I do yeah. want to say, like you said that briefly about we're at a church now where we really feel like the whole family can connect. And, you know, after we got married, we moved, or we moved a good bit up to, to Kentucky mm-hmm. and then back to Columbus. And so we've been a part of different churches along the way. And I definitely feel like for us, we're at a place now like the Ridge that we have, I mean, truly been able to connect as a family, right. whereas those other places, it was much more difficult to do that. Yeah, and for, for, for us, reasons, and it's but. a little bit different, too, because I, I'm a pastor, you're a pastor's wife, and so sometimes it, it honestly, it kind of feels like a job sometimes, and mm-hmm. that's hard to get past, mm-hmm. but this experience has been different in the fact that everybody has a role to play, everybody has a, a place to connect within mm-hmm. this church, within our family. Hebrews 10.25 says, to not neglect meeting together, but to encourage each other. And so we believe that it's very important to be connected in a church family. But honestly, um, like Shannon said, connecting isn't always that easy for many different reasons. Um, So we figured out a few things about how to connect to a church and why it's important to do so. So here we go. Here's the things that we figured out on how to connect. Number one, we'll start with the style of worship. Okay? So I think it's so good that there are so many different styles of worship out there. People tend to be so concerned about how the church seems to be so split, and it's like a it's a bad thing for some people that there's all these different types. Like there's Pentecostal, and then there's some that are traditional. Some raise their hands in worship. Some sit on their hands in worship. Some dunk for baptism. Some sprinkle. We sprinkle mm-hmm. in baptism. Um, some take grape juice with communion, and others take real wine for communion, You know, which I started thinking about might be something our church wants to consider because doesn't the preacher normally get to drink all the leftover? Well, that would not be a good thing That's not at a all. good thing. <laughs> I'd be like, y'all are dismissed. 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that was me after. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> but honestly, I think God is pretty impressed with the different styles of worship. I I think He made us very unique. And he made us different from each other. And I tend to think of him being up in heaven on Sundays looking down going, that's so cool how they're worshiping over here. And look at what they're doing over there. And isn't this neat over here? You know, it's, it's like scripture says, we're, we're different parts of the same body. So as long as Christ is king, that's what's important. Mm-hmm. But back to worship. This is an important part of connecting to church. So what type of style? I mean, maybe we need to talk about that a little bit. What type of style do you feel best um, and you feel most comfortable worshiping with? You know, is it the traditional style where, you know, you got hymns, stained glass windows, pipe organs, standing up and reciting the Apostles' Creed, which I grew up on and I still enjoy, honestly, even though we don't do that. I think that's a great way to connect. Or there's blended services. There are a lot of churches that offer like blended style where they mix a little tradition and then a little bit of contemporary. It's like, I want to sing Good, Good Father with Chris Tomlin, but I also, I got to sing Amazing Grace at least once a month, right? Um, or there's contemporary. Uh, contemporary services, there's full band, you know, modern songs, a hipster preacher. And is that me? Am I a hipster preacher? I don't even know uh, what that means. You do have a hole in your jeans I right do now. have a hole in my jeans right now, which is very uncharacteristic of me. But it's just like, <laughs> anyway, um... All that to say, there are so many styles of worship, and honestly, some of the reason, sometimes the reason we don't connect in church is because we're having a hard time with the style. Um, So, just don't feel bad about trying a different type of service that your church offers. Maybe your church offers a couple of them, uh, them, you know, like they've just started a blended service, they just started continuing. Go try it out, or if you're looking for a church right now, Try a different style. Try it out and just see if that helps your family connect. Yeah. For me, I mean, worship is definitely such an important part to feel like where I'm really connecting with God. So I think that's so important is finding that church that provides that type of worship for you where you can really connect with God in that time. And so another way that we found to really connect with the church is to find opportunities to serve together. That can be such a tremendous benefit, especially for the whole family, if you can find a way to get involved um, and serve together as a family. For us, on Sunday mornings, Abby and I, we get to serve as greeters, and we get to welcome people to the church. That's really been a neat opportunity. Savannah has just started um, a serving opportunity where she is going to start singing in the praise band. And then Jimmy, of course, he's always running around like a chicken with his head cut off. So you never so really know much what, to do. I don't really know what he's doing on Sunday <laughs> kidding kidding um but it's really cool when you see like the whole family kind of get in there and start taking responsibilities at the church especially as the adults that kind of attitude kind of bleeds over to the children and then you see them suddenly they want to start serving and they see how important it is it just kind of becomes a whole family ordeal Mm -hmm. um and one of the great examples of that is the uh, we have a family in our church the powers um, Clay is always sitting behind the soundboard and helping with setup and everything. And Carla and the kids are always down in the children's area mm-hmm. um, working and running carpet squares with kids on them and everything. Yeah. But they always come to the 915 and they worship together, uh, the early service, and then they go and serve yeah. at the next service yeah. together. So that's a really cool yeah, thing. It's a re- really awesome opportunity for them. And we love them being in our church and all that they do. Yes. Um, Another thing uh, that about serving that's so important is that it really helps you connect with other people 
and it is a great way to get to know people. Yeah, you get to know somebody when you're rubbing elbows together. Yeah. So it's 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 a good opportunity. Absolutely. All right, and the third thing we figured out is is get social. Get social. And it's what, hard for some people to do, but yeah. you got to do it. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to okay. do it. Um, and so really what that means is outside of Sunday morning, how are you connecting in the church? And I definitely don't want to scare people with Yeah, like, it's, it's like, whoa, hold on now. Don't overcommit me to yeah. anything just yet. Church but, other than Sunday morning, yes, you got to. You have to, though. You got to get involved. You've got to get involved. Um, and so what that might mean is if there are small groups, um, journey groups is what we call them, mm-hmm. or if there are opportunities to serve, like mission opportunities or retreats, there's youth events, all those kind of things. Jimmy has this thing that he loves, and I think he stole this from another pastor. Oh, everything, yeah, it's it's always from Andy Stanley. Yeah, okay, yes. well, Andy Stanley's thing, we'll just yeah, give like him that. My man, my man crush. Well, I'll just explain that. It's moving from Sunday morning rows to... Yeah, to circles. Circles, rows to Out circles. of rows and into circles. Yeah, and so that is like where the growth really happens, where you really get connected with the other people in your church, really get to know people, and just how important that is. Um it's part of everything we do at the church, really. I mean, when you look at, like, marriage retreats, any kind of retreats we do, we always try to put people in circles yes. um, together to get them connected. Yeah. It's it, it's it, it's a good experience to sit around and just listen to me talk. I mean, I'm not going to deny that. That's a good experience. Yeah, we love yes. that. We and love, you know how to do it well. And I love talking. <laughs> but as good as that is, you, you've got, you, you get so much more when you're sitting around opening up and talking about certain things and, I think and asking you questions. Talk about, like on Sunday morning, a lot of times people will come in, they just go straight to their seat, and then they leave right afterwards, and they really haven't had a chance to, to connect with anybody. And then they come to you maybe complaining yeah. because they... It, that, that lasts for about a couple months, maybe half a year, and then they come to me and they're like, I don't know anybody, and nobody talks to me. And, blah. and then I always ask, well, are you serving on a team? No. Okay, well then... Are you in a small group? And if they say no, and I'm like, oh, we're trying, yeah. we, we're trying to open up these. It's not just enough on yeah. Sunday mornings. You you gotta take a step and try. I guarantee, you, if you're going to church, they have opportunities outside of Sunday morning to get Absolutely. connected. So you gotta look for those things and really get social. And Shannon and I are even in a small group. Yeah, we are. We love it. We've been in the same group now for a few years, and I mean, this is really like the people that we. Yeah. Do like with outside of church too. Yeah, we so, we even started a once a month Friday night kind of yeah. dinner outside of our normal. Yeah, so these have kind of become our times. our people that we lean on and and that kind of thing. So yeah, so serving, get into a group, get social. Yeah, get, you got to, and then the last thing is is you just got to show up. Okay, the fourth one is show up. Whatever church this you're probably at, should have been the first thing. It, it probably should have been. Important. That's the most important thing. You've got to commit to church. You got to go as often as possible. My dad used to have this thing where if the doors are open, we're always there. That might be a little too much. Well, if <laughs> it needs a break a little bit, but I'm just trying to stress the point. And, and here's why: the statistics for families that go to church together that make Sunday basically that makes Sunday mornings a priority, right? Um, the statistics are just staggering. I, I want to share a few of those with you. When it comes to happiness, a study released by the Institute of Family Studies found that couples who regularly go to church together report higher levels of happiness than those who don't. So church attendance has been linked to having a better marriage. In fact, 
I think it said that nearly 80% of couples that go to church say that they're happy. 80% say just, I'm happier in life. And the number then drops into the 50s for those who don't attend regularly. So there's this correlation happening there. And then when it comes to divorce, um, also, I know that we've been told that divorce is just as likely in Christians than in non-Christians, but I don't know that that's necessarily true. In fact, there's a, a Harvard researcher named Shanti Feldman who went back over the material and found that a more accurate statistic, a more accurate statistic, um, puts the divorce rate among Christians more around 30%. And Dr. Brad Wilcox, uh, the director of the National Marriage Project, said that couples that attend church together who are plugged in are actually 35% less likely to divorce than people with no religious affiliation. In fact, this is kind of interesting, but Lifeway Research also found a link between decreased church attendance and divorce. So there's there's a lot of things yeah. at play there. But also, another thing, real quick, and I don't want to bore you with too much, but when it comes to your children, if you want them to be involved in church later in life, and I know that's important for us, you know, when mm-hmm. Savannah's about to go to college, you know, and she's got she's going to have all this freedom. We want her involved Absolutely. in the church. And then when they get married and they start to have families of their own, we want them involved in church. When you when we have grandchildren one day, I want them involved in church. So I know we all do. Um, but the statistics of children staying connected to the church are better when both parents make it a priority. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very interesting, Dad. Your leadership is essential. If Dad's making it a priority to go. Even if mom doesn't, the rate is much higher that children will stay connected in the church than if mom goes and dad doesn't. Now, I'm not trying to say that roles aren't important for both mom and dad. I'm just pointing out that there is something profoundly important about the man leading his family in worship. And I think that we need to see more men step up today and lead when it comes to their faith Mm -hmm. and being in church. So, all of that to say... For your relationship with Jesus, for your marriage, for your kids, for your family, show up. Show up, make it a priority. According to statistics that we've just laid out, honestly, you'll just be happier if you do. All right, so we really hope that you've enjoyed this podcast on figuring out how to connect to a church. If you want church to be an important part of your family and you're not plugged in or if you're looking, maybe this week as a couple you can sit down and kind of work through these four things that we've talked about when it comes to connecting to a church. You can get on Google. You can search for this style, whatever you think might be best to fit your family. And as you get there, look for opportunities to serve. Kind of look for a group to be a part of. But whatever happens, just make church a priority. Your family and your marriage will be better for it. promise. And you know the best part of church on Sunday mornings, besides Jesus, of course, is the donuts. Um, Yeah, that may We should change this. That should be our fifth point. That should have been our first point. That should have been our first point. (laughs) Figuring our five. There you go. Good snacks (laughs) help me commit to church. Absolutely. So, anyway, in all seriousness, make sure you subscribe and don't miss an episode of Season 1 of Figuring Our Four.